0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another LinkedIn Live. So today, uh, as always, uh, we're joined by an incredible HR executive. We've got Judith Jungman, who's a chief HR officer at Becker's. Judith, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm great, Chris. Nice that you're having me on the last day.
0: Before we jump in, tell everyone a little bit about yourself personally and your journey to where we are today
1: with pleasure i'm a lawyer by education i have now worked in the people uh, space for over 20 years i'm still passionate about it (laughs) my motto is and i still have it i invented it or i defined it some years ago it's um, unleashing potential of individuals and organization and that's what i'm fascinated about. And I had the privilege to only have dream jobs uh, during my career. I started at Siemens um, as a labor law uh, specialist, um, but already in the HR department. To be honest, more by chance, not by planning it uh, strategically from the beginning. (laughs) Um, And then I went to fast moving consumer goods, uh, to Danone, big food, uh, multinational. I went into the digital space in a smaller company um, Scout and now I'm with Beckers which yeah solves big problems I think you know the chemi- the chemists they now need to solve the problems of the planet <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why I feel I'm at the right space at the right moment but that's how I felt all during my career actually
0: one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the show today is when we first spoke, one of the things that stood out to me is how many change and transformation programs that you've led. <laughs> it seems like every single business you go to, you're lead- leading major change and there's not really a HR leader that I speak to every day that isn't going through some type of change or transformation. So I was just going to ask the question, what are the sort of change or transformation programs that stand out to you uh, the most, that you're, that you're proud of or that challenge you the most, whether you mm-hmm. learned the most and grew as a HR leader? I'd love to share that with our audience.
1: Yeah yeah now well, let's go in into some of the examples i was also reflecting uh, a bit on it and that's also helpful so thanks for the the opportunity actually to to tell it because i could reflect about it and then kind of post-learn even (laughs) more stuff. But you know, humankind, we are the animals that are most adaptive to change, actually, right? This is how we survived and and really made crazy uh, uh, progress also in the past centuries, actually. So humankind can do change. I also learned from a neuroscientist that actually our brains are really uh, constructed for being adapting to change, right? And and at the same time, if you ask people, do you love change? Everybody will say, "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) run as fast as you can, right? (laughs) Um, So I'm really interested in that. And I think nowadays, for sure, everybody is at least theoretically realizing that uh, we will not Stay the same, and we have some dramatic changes that are happening now, but also in the future. For me, this topic is one of the most fascinating topics for sure. So let me start with one example that is already some years back, um, but it was really a kind of nice, successful example. And let me just try to 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 give you a bit the context, mm-hmm. and then also what I consider maybe could be the the factors for a successful uh, change. So. Multinational um, has acquired a big uh, business. The business that was acquired had a a fantastic change story behind it. Um, Seven years before they were acquired by the multinational, they were almost bankrupt um, and they really survived and actually were quite in a good shape. But for sure, they were doing it very short-term driven, right, Uh, both in business and um, people strategy. And they were mostly on, okay, let's see what is working, uh, what the consumer wants, and let's just uh, give it to them. And they were quite, yes, kind of actionism, um, more not very strategic, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which makes total sense in this uh, situation. So, why do I mention this topic? So, I was um, on the buyer side, a big multinational that acquired this business, and we doubled uh, the turnover of this business um, in the next. Four years or something, and then we are talking about I don't know four billion uh, euros turnover or something. So really a big, uh, big junk, um, and I think that is a successful change, right? Um, if Pretty you successful. are taking over, <laughs> because we all have these M and A stories in our minds, right? Where they end up in disaster. Uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly, where there's big promises, and then especially with this this big thing they they end up in exa- disaster and then they split it again or yeah. or um, that kind of thing, so this was really a success story. When I reflect um, on it and when I also reflected on the other examples, I had four factors, um, which sound probably quite simple, but I think simple is probably mostly then the, the real answers also. Uh, it's about leadership. It's about a good mix of talents. Uh, some that know the business already have been there and then some new guys because I think change without people change I think that's a little bit naive even if that sounds a bit harsh I think you need a good mix um, of uh, people and then um, some culture and probably in communicating where you bring some good news uh, to people Um, and I will elaborate a bit uh, what that meant at that uh, example and then also needs to create some business success because I think just Change for the sake of change—that also sounds so banal, Chris. But you know, sometimes I'm I'm talking uh, to some business leaders, and I think they are now so focused on the change that they are not really thinking. Okay, so but what's the big new game? Yeah, they are more thinking um, change for change's sake. And that, I think, there I get a bit uh, worried.
0: <laughs> no, we're not very
1: inspiring either. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think also a success factor is that people also within the organization see then okay, something is moving up. Yeah, we are not yeah. just uh, deteriorating, or you know, we are getting a bit—I uh, don't know—out of focus or something. But really, we see also this is making sense. Uh, we are also making good money with some new ideas or something. So in, in this um, example, um, leadership, uh, that was the first factor. That was more, and I, I don't think it's always um, like this, but there in this example, especially, funnily enough, in this big... Um, Organization. There was one leader um, that was then took it, taking the presidency for the division, and I think he was very wise in picking the right guys. He really had the principle, I want to have people that are better in some trades than myself. That also sounds, again, so simple. If I uh, reflect on my 20 years of experience, um, not every leader that i met <laughs> had the courage uh, to actually yeah. be really consequent in this and, and really take pride in, okay, so I want the best guys or the right guys that are now up for this big challenge. And hopefully they're even better than myself. He trusted them. He gave them autonomy and he had a great instinct for business. Um, so he was actually the one that really saw the potential in one product line that nobody else, I think, saw so so clearly. And he had this really, I don't know, this kind of stomach for the business or whatever, this intuition. And that is was actually working super well. So that was the leader. Then mix of the talents. I was the talent director, so I was really involved in this very deeply. That we really took the time. We did not take external uh, consultants that do this famous uh, management appraisals. That also know a, a lot of anxiety, right, in the organization if you do that, and and they also don't know your business, right? They they yeah, have their... someone
0: who studied it. They have their uh, their off-the-shelf product that they plug and play. Totally, totally, doesn't work. Totally. It doesn't, it doesn't work. And many times the people that come in from these consultants have never actually led a change in a business yeah, yeah so. exactly exactly
1: <laughs> so i'm i'm really a bit um worried from time to time uh, when i hear that so and we also did not have this because the the multinational was not so used to so those big acquisitions you know so there were some competitors i know the fast-moving consumer goods, especially the US-American ones, they had then big troops, they did it in a military operation, you know, to take over a business. And actually, uh, we at that time, we did not have any troops, we did not have a lot of experience. So we were going step by step, really thinking, okay, what is the profile of the leaders that we should now give more autonomy, more responsibility, more ownership, because the, the unit the, before was very centralized uh, driven and now we we saw we there was a good time now to to give more power to the countries uh, to really realize this this business potential yeah they were too much executing actually now for the next phase of the business um, so we figured out or he also uh, saw that now in this context we g- we can give them more power but then for sure you need the right pr- people that um, actually don't only like the execution job, but also really like to drive business. How did you identify those people? that was really interviews and observing them yeah and and i also developed a little leadership program where i was a, a co-trainer as well together with a professional person i was also playing with um, making it fun and and having some competitions uh, yes general managers love competitions so i was giving out some awards for whatever units that were doing a, a nicer development job for their people so that was really motivating mm-hmm. <laughs> then also the new leaders trying to make it any fun and having a clear profile and then interviewing against uh, the okay. profile mm-hmm. you know you also need to bring in new guys yeah not of everybody course. that 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 was super happy just to execute some orders of the of the you know headquarter then this is not the right thing yeah but um, overall it was a nice time because they the, the there was some space for for promotions and for enlarging the space of for the people that
0: that actually like to do it so um it yeah. was a good good news actually so we've spoken a lot about what went well, what didn't go well, <laughs> so looking back what didn't go well and and we you know lessons perhaps personally that you learned that you've then changed in, on new projects that you're working on or as a business that you think you could have done better? It was not so much about the change because
1: I think that went really well. And I think I, I got more positive uh, learnings out of that, that you're not coming with a machine, uh, but you're really listening a lot, not just bringing in some stuff, um, but really try also to merge some ideas. I think that was done really well. What I learned was in this high growth, because I told you we were doubling um, this, yeah, the sale. Exactly. Um, what I saw, and that is not, not really uh, connected with a change, but, but still, yeah, with change on this high growth scenario. The interesting one was you always do some risk management mapping, right? Especially in the very big companies. And that is also a kind of ritual. And I can tell you, um, there was, I remember it totally now as, as it were yesterday or something. We had some risks identified. They were very unlikely risks, actually. They were listed, they were like almost black swan type. Um, really? <laughs> and they realized that some yeah, uh, crisis situations because of the high growth. And this unlikely risk in the map um, that probably we took seriously, but we nobody believed that could really realize. Huh? Mm-hmm. So that was a big learning for me that within at least a kind of um, fast change, super successful, there could be also risks of the of the big growth that you should never underestimate and really have your action plan, even if you know you put everything forward and you want this growth and you're totally happy about it. The other thing was... That was also a personal um, experience. That was my first super diverse uh, team uh, experience. Um, so I left Germany for this job, and we then had this kind of post whatever acquisition HR team, and it was literally all nations represented. So colleagues from Asia, North Southern Europe, Europe, then old and old in the sense of okay, so some some guys already there, and then some guys from the buyer, and this was. So hard in the beginning, as a diverse team to work together in in quite you know a fast pace also, almost checking you know every single process also in in HR, and it was so energy consuming um, <laughs> to work together. I remember we were in Barcelona once for a team meeting. And I was driving home after two days of, you know, terrible, long-winded discussions going in circles. And I said, okay, so I, I'm here in a super mission. You know, this is a fantastic mission that we're uh, working on, like a one-in-a-lifetime mission. We are in a beautiful city. We have a nice um, also dinner and you know, okay, Barcelona, you know, uh, you cannot, actually you cannot not enjoy yourself in this town and what is happening there. And now I really, I have no romantic ideas about diverse team Mm -hmm. collaboration anymore. But I know that, and we, at one point in time, we twisted it also, and we were really uh, then turning into a high-performing team, but we needed to to really invest a lot of time in getting to know each other. And my learning was really, you know, in a change where you have really, you need to go fast, right? Mm-hmm. You you need to be on the same mission. Um if you avoid really to work on the team, on the you know, on really on the on the softer side, mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Really, the the, the real uh, team building and and just spend time working together, getting to know together, celebrating together. The trigger point for this team was a session where we p- were praising each other. We had a round where we just said openly. each other just positive feedback. What we uh, appreciate about the other person and everybody got the full round and it was almost a tear jerking moment then <laughs> <laughs> and then you could see actually because we had a lot of frustration you know uh, built up but then you could see also okay there's actually a lot of stuff that we are um, actually uh, can celebrate about every single individual and this team has so much different strengths that we actually can you know do a wonderful job together it was tough um but it was super and, and that was also personal learning now uh, for me that i also take always um yes if there's a new team uh, built or something that we really
0: um start there, start there before focusing yeah. on the actual strategy exactly, yeah. the, the, the change you can't you can't do that unless your team's are aligned that's a very simple exercise that you mentioned about going around the room in, in, and saying what you appreciate i uh, appreciate about each person but something so small could have such a massive impact, which it clearly did. Yeah, Because um, yeah. yeah. a, lot, a lot of the times you assume what you think people think about you. Uh, as opposed and most of the time it's not true (laughs) Uh, as humans we think the worst uh, uh, as well, uh, (laughs) uh, that people don't really appreciate you for what you are good at as well so that's a great comment yeah exactly Uh, so yeah that
1: was a very simple but really yeah game changer actually funnily enough yes
0: yeah what's the other example you mentioned because i know you had a few examples of different projects a grown-up company very profitable
1: market leader but almost too long uh, successful
0: yeah, um, well, well, got complacent
1: <laughs> a bit of complacency <laughs> <detract> also <laughs> a,
0: yes a long t- time owner
1: that was not really inside of the business right they were just accompanying bit and and they were actually quite happy uh, but they were not experts so they could not really challenge um really the leaders and then a pr- uh, private equity uh, bought the business and then yes and then I think and, the invitation to change it <laughs> <laughs> was very clear. And then uh, I came in uh, right after that. And that was a fabulous was uh, full responsibility for HR. The mission was then a full cultural and organizational transformation. Um, that was the mandate and that was also really so, really reinventing everything. So um, looking at the organizational model, really um, putting like before a quite hierarchical structure, um, and then more cross-functional teams on customer groups that were ultimately then the plan was that they were actually taking ownership for their own. P&Ls, yeah, at least internally. And that was a big thing yeah, um, from really almost micromanaged, very hierarchical. Yeah, exactly. Quite traditional organizational style. And then a new culture also defined um, because, yes, uh, that's, that's uh, a different way of working. And then also all the HR processes needed to be adapted as well because my thinking was, and especially also um, in my first number one role in, in HR, what I was sometimes frustrated in my former jobs, all the efforts in, in the people base were not sometimes not really consistent. And this was driving me mad. <laughs> 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 and probably also in, in big uh, multinational nationals it's a tendency that you see okay there's a new fashion um, so we need to actually take this in because we cannot also not do whatever new work uh, employee experience or whatever uh, what is the new new big trend Um, and sometimes without really thinking how does it build now in our culture what is the consistency of what we are trying to convey to the organization what is actually our uh, cultural traits or values that we want to really follow through what is the behavior that we um, want to honor and that was driving me mad so that was really some some big focus for me that we really try to be very consistent in all the the things that we are doing, especially in this big transformation, coming back again to change and transformation. I think if we confuse people with not consistent messages, that is very dangerous, right? Yeah. So that is what I really, from the beginning, uh, tried to, yeah, to, to achieve, yeah? that, we are, that we are quite consistent in everything that we are doing.
0: Yeah. Just out of curiosity, going back, did you say this was your first uh, leadership role? Yeah, so that was my first, where I was fully responsible yeah. for for HR. So when you were offered the role, knowing that you're going to be going into the hot seat during this transformation, was that one of the reasons why you said yes? Because it was absolutely challenge? yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
1: I actually, I, I know that I had two offers at that time on the table, really, literally, on this, almost on this, in the same week. Yeah, and one was more uh, like same, yeah yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. yeah. And then this a bit wild, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I said, "Okay, let's go for the more risky thing I uh, because it. I will learn much more there."
0: I, I love that. The reason I asked that is, that, you know, that's a common theme that I'm hearing on the show when I speak to successful HR executives. Is they always take that challenging role. It's not something I, I come across in other industries or if ah. that I speak to, but the HR executives they always seem to the most successful ones. They're always okay. putting themselves in that position because that's what, as you said, that's where the most growth happens, both for you yeah. and the organization. Right, yeah. is putting itself yeah. in that position. So yeah, exactly. exactly. I highly, highly recommend that to any of the, the the HR executives listening that are more junior. So take those risks, you know, because at the very, yeah. at the very, at the very least, you're going to learn something. <laughs> oh, but back to the, back to the, uh, obviously this this initiative. Where did you start? So you've just joined the business. You know, mm-hmm. the, the acquisitions happened. Yeah. What, what does the first six months look like? How do you approach this?
1: I think there um, is really to understand, okay, where is the organization? And I had some, you know, there was this big fabulous, well-known consultancy that was doing a lot of surveys, organizational health check, I think they, they called it. And I looked at it because they said, okay, we now do it regularly and um, we have great data. And I looked at it um, and they did it, I think, on a quarterly basis with pulse checks, or so big one that was a fantastic one. This was right before the selling, I think. Um, and then some continuous pulse checks, with a very low participation participation rate, and I looked at the material and I also talked to the consultants that conducted the survey, and I said, to be honest, you know, I really worked with those, but I cannot read anything out of it and when I see the participation, and I can just ask you the question, what did you do with this um, insights?" And they, it came out that they were just observing um, it, never doing anything with it and never coming back to the organization. Okay, so we saw this, so now we're doing this. And I said, okay, I, I'm immediately going to stop this because this is tiring for people and they don't see something is going out, uh, coming out of that. Yeah, um, that's,
0: that's so but, dangerous as well to ask yeah. for people's feedback and do nothing Absolutely. about it. That's the, that's, that you, that's, it just, you're better off not doing it at all yeah like you said yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. so i cut it
1: um and i said um, let's do something different and i had this idea i want to speak um to uh, everybody <laughs> and then i had some support also internally and we came up with a format and i'm still a little bit proud of that it's it's it's, it's a collaboration of some some great guys also that helped me i was pitching then and um, so as i was going to every department um, and i was pitching and introducing myself and and, and and told them why I'm here and why I'm very happy to be here. And if they want to um, talk to me about what's going on. So I'm inviting them and I was promising to listen, not speak, um, just to listen. And, and we will have a lot of workshops and if they are cool about it, then, um, then just sign up. And I did then 20 listening sessions with somebody else moderating it and I structured it a bit around the big themes of engagement yeah because I also wanted to structure the conversation I did not want to have a, a totally unstructured conversation yeah. where everybody is kind of getting very you know frustrated and then releases every everything that is super frustrating from the canteen to <laughs> whatever so of course <laughs> so we structured it a bit then I had after 20 sessions I had my people plan for the first year, to be honest, um, wow. because then you it traveled was around.
0: Was it all different? You traveling around different countries? Exactly, locations? exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. So it was mostly because the uh, the, the company was uh, um, mostly located in Germany, but I yes, I was really in every corner, also in different um, locations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not a recipe
0: for every single change situation, but I think I context. Think so, Judith, I think it is because if you think it, you have to get out of your office and go yeah. and speak to people one on one, and mm-hmm. there's no quick fix to this. Again, mm-hmm. every single successful change I've heard of, the HR leader has literally. Not never been to their own office they're out on the road speaking with these leaders one-on-one understanding that their their concerns that you know and and making sure they can and there's no some people spend a whole year on the road traveling all over the world having these conversations before even outlining their strategy yeah and and i think that's 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 it otherwise if you launch you know a, a strategy in the first few months it will go it will fail very very quickly yeah yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, as well. So I, d- I do think that's the formula, one of the key successes of the formula yeah. to have those conversations, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I really, you know, you want to also do it not just with your colleagues and with the managers, right? So yeah. that was really a bottom up, that was really. The invitation of to everybody and exactly not to the leaders actually, um, so I think that was a good idea um, at that time when I was you know also having these challenging conversations yeah. <laughs> with my colleagues. I really had some food. Yeah? Of course. Um, I, 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 okay. I think we all have our intuition. And if we have experience, um, then we also, you know, we see a lot. And even if we don't have the immediate data or the facts or something, we, but, but it's much nicer to really also then show, okay, you know, I, I talked to people and this was coming out and this is some data actually now uh, that I can share. Um, and then we can build something on it. I think that builds also a much higher credibility, but also for yourself probably. So I use it nowadays, I did a people plan and then I re-challenged it with the, the survey scores. Uh, I, and I just I think we don't need to dramatically change it, but but now with all the insights because we really did now a a big engagement survey which was not known to this organization that I'm now in, um and and now we are refining it. Yeah, and for example, this leadership um, development we now can really be super sharp in what are the real big topics that people are seeing worldwide huh? mm-hmm. and i think that is
0: really yeah. so
1: it's again super simple <laughs> and yeah, you, it's you always it.
0: simple the most uh, that's another thing i've learned from doing this show a lot the most some of the most uh, impactful things that are the most simple what were the biggest challenges that you had to face going into this then because of course at the same time you're building your own credibility as a as a hr leader right you, you know people yeah you, know, you, you got you need to deliver results at the same time, like we spoke about before. Mm-hmm. So how, how did you demonstrate that you're delivering value whilst you know building this strategy? And how did you communicate that with the leadership yeah, team? that That is really
1: with data, I think, um, on all the streams that we identified that we need to do. I think there were two challenges, not only necessarily for myself. I would more uh, look at at the business, but I tried to then play a role. So the first one was really when you change this organizational structure, like dramatically, what my learning also then was, is really how to make it work. I can tell you this was not my genius, fantastic coaching of, of the um, organization. That was really bringing in some people that known this, how to work, how, how this organizational model really functions, that they could really credibly tell from their own experience, all the guys that were a bit lost. Yeah. Um, on how to really mitigate that what we tried then to um, support again was kind of okay so where are we now in the maturity level of the system and what is the best way to uh, support it now yeah and then it came with okay we need some coaching training for some leaders because they don't have the decision maker role anymore they have more a coaching role so yeah then you could define that but to have the clarity how the system works, we really needed some guys that have worked in the, in the system. The second challenge was, and that was a challenge that I physically could, could really feel. I can tell you it was listening to people, but then it was also to speak to people. Um, and really have a regular communication. And I think everybody also tells always that change is also about communication. And I think I I really had a lot of room to to rehearse it um, there. Um, So what I really tried to take responsibility then to organize very regularly, I think once per month or once, yeah, something like that, we brought all the people together um, and, and then just... informed what's going on and my impulse was also to celebrate really okay we are moving in the right direction and also bring in on the stage some guys that you know the teams to to celebrate those teams the hero teams and I can tell you it was a fantastic learning for me and I I think I yeah I, I profited a lot from that but in the first meetings I could physically feel the lack of trust even oh, really? towards my own uh, person. Oh, not because, you know, not because I was now, but it's just I was representing this kind of strange new era um, that nobody really understands yet what it's about. Yeah? Okay. And, and if you then are presenting to a Big crowd of you know several hundred people, um, at one side, um, and you, yeah, you can feel physically, um, that they are very skeptical, I, skeptical, yes, yes, yes. And I never had that
0: before we wrap up, Judith. If there's sort of, um, you know, one parting piece of advice you could give to other leaders out there that are on that change transformation journey in their businesses, you know, what would that be if you could sort of summarize? some of the key lessons learned for yourself or things that you wish you knew knew 10 years ago that you know now, what would they be? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think I come back again to this four factors. Um, So if you um, choose this kind of mission, yes, choose a big mission uh, because you will learn a lot, but also look at the leader or the leadership, you know. I'm not saying there's only one leader, but look at the leadership. Um, are you? Um, do you trust that they also um, have the good business instinct? Um, that they are really um, keen on doing it. I think that is one thing. Then uh, we in in the people function, yes, we should take care and also educate a bit. It needs to be a good mix of talent so it needs to be good news for some um, people um, that are already there for a long time um, and they need to have the chance um, to also accompany this change and you need to bring in also new guys um, without some new guys and then hopefully they also can already impersonate this kind of new way of working, new culture, I think that is a is a very good uh, mix then. The third factor is cultural, about communication and bring this kind of joy element, yeah? Um, so what's in it for me, that is always what uh, everybody's asking. I would take that seriously. So give everybody really some good reasons why, This is actually interesting for them. Make them curious. And and there's a lot of things that you can do. And and I also like to do it always with humor. And the last thing would be show also some fast business success. Um, Really challenge also or be hesitant if you just see the change in the sake of Change because everybody is doing it. Everybody needs to have new offices now in a colorful way or something. No, it's about really getting more innovative, getting faster, creating yes, decreased of time to market, and ultimately grow new business models. Um, and that's I think the four factors that I saw. Um, yeah, and then, yes, be big and bold. um I think that's
0: the that's the motto, yes, amazing well, dude D- thank you so much. You've definitely given us some great actionable advice, and I really appreciate you sharing your personal journey and experience with us, and I know everyone will be a lot better off for it, so I appreciate that and uh. You're in you're in the middle of another change program right now in, in your current business. So I look forward to speaking exactly. to you in, in six to eight years' time. You can yeah. get an absolutely, update. <laughs> so, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for everyone listening on LinkedIn. We appreciate you tuning in. If you've already if, if you've not subscribed before, head over to hrders.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe there on your favorite platform. We're everywhere pretty much. Um please take a second to, you know, like the LinkedIn live. Uh, comment, share, tag in a colleague that you feel would gain value from from this episode. Uh, apart from that, happy holidays to everyone! Enjoy the Christmas break, the holiday break, and uh, we'll see you all in uh, in twenty twenty. Uh, judith thanks again. I look forward to seeing you next year as well. Okay. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, it Was so, really great fun. Fantastic. See you later. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Bye.